Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. Glad to be getting this episode out to you. Had some little issues, um, most of which were on my part. <laughs> but my assistant and I finally got it together here. I was like getting it to her and then she had some issues and then I had technical issues. And then I had so many kids around here, students and grandkids and um, too much noise. <laughs> so here I am, uh, a really exciting episode because it is something that I can tell the high school English teacher, uh, the uh, language arts teacher, the writing teacher, the junior high, especially if you have upper level junior high kids, I can tell you how to create these on your own and make these kinds of assignments that are super, super interesting. And you can do these for your high schoolers, whether you use my before and after descriptions or not. So let's dig in to the um, basics here. This is how I teach with the language arts lady. And you have two ways to consume this. One is to um, watch it on video at YouTube or at my blog. And the second way is to um, listen to it on your favorite podcast provider. Now, don't forget that it is a very visual broadcast. So that means that you want to be sure that you have either the video in front of you or that you grab your teacher's notebook sheet. So these are your teacher's notebook sheets. They come with every episode. And basically, there's the lesson. There you go. You're welcome. And so you want to grab these. Uh, you can see back here in the back matter, it tells you how. You can get all, what are we on now? 35. You can get all 35 uh, teacher's notebook sheets here at the blog, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook. And uh, you can get this week's episode at languageartsblog.com forward slash how I teach. All right, so I'm going to hop on over to the um, PowerPoint and get started on today's lesson. I think I need to edit. I don't need to edit. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, slideshow. Beginning. Okay. All right. So this is hit number 35, and it is a before and after character description. And this can be for upper level junior high kids, definitely for all high school kids. It is a short project. So it's only one week long um, in our Write for a Month Christmas Friends level four. So that would be like eighth, ninth, tenth level there. Uh, but you can definitely use it with 11th and 12th graders. And uh, then it is also sold as a separate uh, one week project product at my Teachers Pay Teacher store. So you can get the full books at Language Arts Lady and you can get just the weekly or two week lessons at uh, Language Arts Lady's Teacher Pay Teacher, Pay Teacher, Teachers Pay Teacher <laughs> store. All right, so this particular one is, as it shows here, it comes from Christmas Friends. So this is about Scrooge. We have a couple more, and I uh, forgot to look before I got on here. I know we have one with uh, two descriptions of the beast and Beauty and the Beast, two descriptions of Paul, for those of you who want um, faith-based products, two descriptions of Paul, um, the before and after. So let's go into the lesson. You know, I always start out with my uh, explanation, ex expectation explanation. All right, and this is what that box looks like. You don't have to use something this extensive. You can write a few notes on the board. You can give them a card with your um, uh, expectations on it. 
however you want. My students are used to having this much detail in their expectation explanations, and they just come right on in here. They put their sticker on the top so they know where, where this booklet falls in their binder, and then we dig right in. So we say right here that you are going to write a descriptive essay about Scrooge's interactions with another character from A Christmas Carol. And uh, he can be interacting with Bob Cratchit, his nephew, Fred, there's a typo, Tiny Tim, the men from the charity or other. And uh, so they circle topic uh, of essay, Scrooge, you know, whatever they want. They can also um, circle one of the characters that they know they want to use at this time. Then we go to Roman numeral two, everybody's doing two paragraphs. Then we go to Roman number three, basic students will write five to seven sentences per paragraph, extension students will write seven to 10. Now I'm always telling you how to make something a lower level or an upper level. So definitely if you're going to do this with 11th and 12th graders, it's not too easy. A lot of times uh, teachers think that if something's only two paragraphs long, it's too easy, it's too short. High schoolers don't need that. Um, but as you'll see when we go through here, it teaches characterization, it teaches uh, um, metaphors, it teaches uh, like movements and atmosphere and things like that about your character that are definitely not too easy for high schoolers. So you can use this basic here um, with junior high students, five to seven, maybe even four or five sentences in each paragraph. And with your upper level students, you can do seven to 10, eight to 10, um, nine to 11, eight to 12, whatever you want. Okay, there's not gonna be a separate opening. Uh, because they're going to put their comparing sentences right at the beginning of each paragraph. And um, back up here to the closing paragraph, they're not going to write a separate closing paragraph. They are going to write a closing sentence. And um, sources, they can use any sources that they need. So if they do not know a lot about the characters that they're writing about, then um, you, know, you can have them look up information so if they don't know a lot about Scrooge and Bob Cratchit, they could do research in that way. Now, it's important to note that when students do research for story writing, what we are asking for them to do is we are asking them to find out what they need to write their story well, or in this case, what they need to write their comparative descriptive essay well. All right, and so I always bring up the fact that novelists research for months before they write a book, right? Um, they they research the setting, where it's going to take place, the town, the townspeople, the dialect, the hobbies, the interests, the types of people who live there, um, definitely their uh, speech patterns and things like that. And so when kids hear research, they automatically think, oh no, I don't want to do a research paper, you know? So they need to understand that research is not just for writing a paper, a research paper, it is for anything that you need to do well. So some of my uh, middle school kids were writing this chicken little paper, a twice told tale. I think that's in uh, one of the fairy tales books. And um, they were supposed to write model after chicken little. And they were supposed to get a character at the beginning who was meek, right? Like chicken little. And then they were supposed to get uh, characters that went with with their meat character and then one at the end who would eat them all or maybe not eat them all depending on how you wanted to end it so just like chicken little with the fox right and so in discussing this you know we were talking well what if you want to do insects and you wanted them to uh be you know running to the empress of insect land 
to tell them that the uh, tunnels are caving in under the ground for all the insects, um, rather than running to the queen or king and telling him that the sky is falling. And so then we start, okay, well, what if you started in with an ant? All right. And then we went on and then some of the kids said, well, I think grasshoppers might eat ants. And we said, well, then that can't be one of your friends of your ant, right? So you see then a research, a simple research um, step here, they would find out whether the grasshopper could be one of their friendly characters. And also, of course, what, if they're gonna have their last one, their predator at the end be a snake, they need to make sure a snake would really eat all of those um, characters. So I told the kids, you know, middle school kids, make sure that all of your characters are true to what you're saying that they're going to do. Even though it's a fairy tale, even though it's a spinoff of Chicken Little, you still don't want to have, you know, a coyote eating a lion if that isn't really how it would happen. All right, so research can take on many forms. And uh, this is just a point that's important to discuss with your students. All right, uh, they do not have to have dialogue or quotes. I always tell my students, if you want to do quotes, you might need more space. You know, I always tell them if you want to do um, to do quotes, then you might need more space than what you're doing, because this is not an assignment that is based on dialogue or quotes. All right, something has happened here in the translation of making this into a PowerPoint that this um, text on text and some of the letters are gone. So I am sorry about that. It is not like that when you buy the product. All right, and then they're going to, of course, you learn about mannerisms, actions of their characters, comparative words and sentences, and so forth. All right, you know what I'm gonna do next, right? Because the way to get students excited about their writing and the way to show them what the expectations are and to give them ideas of how they can carry this out, then they need a sample. All right, so I am going to read through this sample and then we're going to take it apart with the things that you would take apart. Now you can use this Scrooge uh, before and after or the Beauty and the Beast before and after or the Paul before and after. You can use this lesson and have your students do this and then use this template, right? The sample and uh, the assignments that are coming up with the, point, with the actions and mannerisms and things. You can use those all with a different before and after. So maybe you wanna do a before and after of um, uh, somebody who won a reality show, right? I mean, you wanna do, maybe you wanna do something contemporary. Maybe you want to do a before and after of um, trying to think of a character who turns good later, right? That's, that's an important aspect of this. So, um, you know, that could be, that's why Beast and um, Scrooge are such good characters is. But you can definitely do it with any characters who have, you know, negative countenance or negative interactions with somebody and then later have positive ones. All right, so let's look at POBA. You probably remember that POBA stands for paragraph of body. We have two paragraphs of body, A and B. Scowling the figures on a bill, the corner of Scrooge's eye caught two men approaching the door. He snapped at Bob, lock the door, but it was too late. With fiery eyes, Scrooge glared at the bill as if he were trying to burn a hole through it. Meanwhile, the men entered, greeted Scrooge warmly and asked, would you consider a Christmas donation to the poor? Scrooge harumped, picked up another bill and fired over his shoulder. Tell those vagabonds to get a job or else die quickly and save us resources. Okay, now they, he has quotes in here, but it's not them speaking back and forth to each other, right? I mean, it doesn't say Scrooge said, Bob said, Scrooge said, 
right? Because in that case, every one of those would be a separate paragraph. So we're not, we don't have that back and forth going on here, but we are going to use the quotes to see how they speak, which will tell us a lot about their before and after. Um, save us resources. Sir, they suffer so much. The man started before Scrooge slammed his hand on his desk and spun around. Red-faced, he shouted, get out of my sight. All right, so now we're going to have the changed Scrooge, right? So he has changed. He's had a change of heart after the uh, three ghosts of Christmas past and present and future visited him, and now he changes. Scrooge leapt up from his desk with a grin as soon as he glimpsed the two men coming down the street. He's saying out, Bob, I'll get the door. Still smiling, he flung open the door and welcomed the men inside like they were sons returning for the holidays. The men entered, greeted Scrooge warmly and asked, would you consider a Christmas donation to the poor? Laughing, Scrooge sat down, pulled out his checkbook and inquired, turning around to face them, would 1,000 pounds be enough? Sir, they suffer so much, the man began before Scrooge held up his hand beaming. He handed them a check for 2,000 pounds and insisted with a grin, give that to as many people as you can and don't hesitate to ask for more. Merry Christmas. All right, so we have a comparison of characters, same character, um, two different uh, um, mannerisms, two different um, uh, personalities, right? And those kind of things, but the same exact scene. All right, so that's one of the important things here is that you don't have Scrooge um, you know, sitting in his counting house yelling at Bob in the first one, and then later on, have him going down the street and giving um, you know, a, a goose to somebody, right? So they have to be doing the same things in order to have this strong comparison. All right, so we are gonna read the sample. That's what it says here in the instructions for lesson A. And then the first step is to choose who we want Scrooge to interact with, okay? So you want, again, to have the same setting and the same characters in both. This will help you make a more drastic comparison, um, right? So you can't really do the mannerisms, the characteristics, et cetera, like the sample did if he is talking to Bob in the first paragraph and um, uh, his neighbor in the next one, right? So you want your paragraphs to show the old Scrooge and the new Scrooge. This will be better done with the same second character in the same setting, the second paragraph. All right, lesson B, show, don't tell by using description of mannerisms and actions. All right, and so we are going to use this sample. You know how I always do that? I always use the sample extensively, right, to teach uh, description, to teach everything. We always use the samples. We go back in. Okay, I recommend different colors of highlighters so that they can highlight the different things. So they'll highlight the first thing that they want to find. And then they'll highlight the other thing in the second paragraph with the same color so they coordinate with each other. Um, so we are, of course, in younger grades, we've already learned descriptive adjectives, multiple adjectives, adverbs, adverb openers. I mean, so many things in all of my books um, and hopefully in their grammar studies if they haven't used uh, my materials. And you are also taught various descriptive imagery techniques, um, alliteration, similes, metaphors, onomatopoeia. I'm trying to think of when that a lesson just was that we did about that descriptive writing using literary devices for middle school. That was episode number 28. All right, so they're gonna go back into the POBA sample and they're going to highlight scowling, caught, snapped, glared, harumped, slammed, shouted. The actions taking place in this paragraph tell you about Scrooge by showing rather than telling. 
as opposed to, so they've highlighted all those in POBA in this sample back here, okay? Um, as opposed to the author saying that Scrooge was mad, Scrooge did want, not want to see them. Scrooge did not care about the poor. He tells you what Scrooge did instead so that you can feel what his character is like. Um, and so those of you who have used my materials before also know about the strong verbs, strong word replacements, right? And of course, getting rid of redundancy and all of those things that take place in the checklist challenge. So these are strong verbs. Rather than just made a face, he was scowling. Rather than just answered, he snapped. Rather than just, uh, he groaned, we actually have like an onomatopoeia, harumphed, right? Shouted, glared, slammed, all strong words. All right, something is very wrong with this gun. When this got moved over, I'm so sorry. Okay, I wonder if it's like that in your, in your booklet too. Um, so anyway, uh, trust that it is not in the final product <laughs> that is at the, going, coming up the store, I have, as a matter of fact, in a week or two. Choose another Christmas Carol character and write four sentences that, that show rather than tell what the character was like. All right, so you are going to choose one. The student's going to choose one and write four sentences using these types of words, right? The ones that show rather than tell. So not um, made a face, not answered, not groaned, um, but actually show exactly what that character would say. So in the case of this one with the Chris, ghost of Christmas yet to come, the faceless black cloaked ghost of Christmas yet to come pointed toward a gravestone. Okay, lots of good imagery going on there. All right, now we're gonna move into the comparative words and sentences, all right? And this uh, is going to use paragraph of body A and paragraph of body B to see what their counterparts are of their behaviors. So these are gonna be words and sentences taking place in the exact same scenario, but with very different descriptions. So they will go back into uh, POBA and POBB and the first sentence, and this is why they don't need something like, you know, this story tells about the differences of Scrooge. They don't need something that says Scrooge was Scrooge became two very different men, right? Or, or is shows himself as two very different men. They don't need that. We're going to dig right into the description because this is a very different paper uh, than an essay or a story, you know, that you might, you know, once upon a time and you lay the groundwork for the setting and so forth. All right. So first of all, in that first one, they're going to say, scowling at the figures on a bill, the corner of Scrooge's eye caught two men approaching the door. And then they are going to say, Scrooge leapt up from his desk with a grin as soon as he glimpsed the two men coming down the street. Notice how both paragraphs opening sentences are similar. All right, so they are, he's in the desk, he's at the desk, he's in the office. All right, the first one he's scowling, he's catching two men approaching the door. The second one, he's leaping up, he's grinning, he's anticipating the two men coming in. And this change symbolizes Scrooge transfer, Scrooge's transformation from misery to benefactor of the poor. One simple change in sentence structure makes a world of difference in description. So see, this can be very formulaic, right? You can say, okay, let's go ahead and write everybody. We're going to do a comparison. You can do it together. We're gonna to do a comparison of Scrooge um, and, uh, um, and his interaction with um, Tiny Tim, okay? And so you could say, okay, in the first one, you know, this is what he's going to be like. The second one, this is what he's going to be like. So let's write that first sentence of the first paragraph together. All right. 
And now let's make its counterpart right away for the second paragraph. All right. Um, we have the verbs snapped and sang out. Notice, and they're going to highlight that in the story, in the descriptions. Notice how each second sentence has Scrooge in the same situation, even talking about the same thing. However, the way he takes that action in each one is drastically different. In one, he snapped his words, and in the other, he sang out his words. By having the characters in the same setting, even talking about the same thing, the author is set up to have him or her say different things that compare the characters change in temperament and character. So these are gonna show contrast. They're gonna show a change, but they're also showing a contrast. In both cases, he said something to Bob Cratchit. However, in one scenario, he snapped his words, and in the other, he sang out his words. Snapping is an angry, impatient action, singing out, is a happy, excited one. So again, what I would do is I would come back here with this, the first scowling at the figures and Scrooge leaped up from his desk, you know, say, okay, everybody take your blue highlighter, highlight the first sentence in POBA and the first sentence in POBB with blue. Okay, so those are their counterpart sentences. All right. And then you're going to come here and uh, now say, everybody get green and highlight snapped in the first paragraph and sang out in the second paragraph. And then you talk about it. And then we're going to the fourth sentence. Um, of each paragraph. The paragraphs show changes, differences in the character, and these are highlighted just not just by both paragraphs happening in the same place, but also by the identical first actions and words of the visiting men from the charity. This shows that changes occur in Scrooge alone. The men have remained the same. All right, so back to our sample. All right, and he says, meanwhile, the men entered, is that the fourth sentence? One, Two, three, four, yeah. Meanwhile, the men entered, greedy, entered, greeted Scrooge warmly and asked, would you consider a Christmas deck donation to the poor? Okay, and then the fourth one says, the men entered, greeted Scrooge warmly and asked, would you consider a Christmas donation to the poor? So those people are saying the exact same thing, all right? And that just makes the contrast that much better because if they were saying something else and talking about something else, then you wouldn't be able to contrast Scrooge's answers to them as well. All right, and uh, then it says C4. Oh, wait a minute, I'm still, I'm still in C3. Um, this shows, yeah, shows that the changes occurred in Scrooge alone and the men have remained the same. All right, C4, in the sample paragraph, circle three other contrasting words or sentence structures. We have a help box for this. Now, I will say when we first wrote this, these books, not this particular one, but when I first wrote my first books for the first publisher, 20 years ago, um, we had these, these set answer boxes, all right? And parents came unglued, kids were looking in the answer box, kids were afraid to use the answer box, I might be cheating, so we had to change them to help boxes. So they are there for you to use. Now, I have my students cover up the help boxes with sticky notes until we've exhausted all of our own ideas. And then we can go in there and get more ideas. So we're going to find three other contrasting words or sentence structures, okay? So um, that is lock the door, Bob, I'll get the door, glared at the bill, flung open the door, Scrooge romped, laughing, Scrooge sat down, he fired over his shoulder, he was turning around to face them, red-faced he shouted and insisted with a grin. So I would keep with your, with your coloring, your highlighting with colors, you know, that when you take your three, get three different colors. So now maybe you have pink, blue, and um, orange. 
and you do the first set with one, the next set with another, and the next set with another. All right, and then we also have, um, you know, uh, ran for walked, whispered for shouted, leaned for stood, snapped for whispered, stared blankly for stared into eyes. All right, very, very great contrast in that stare, right? Because it is the same action, staring, but in the one you stare, they stare blankly and in the other they stare into their eyes. And there are some examples for contrasting sentences. All right, so now your student is ready to outline the other two comparative descriptive paragraphs. And uh, you'll want to remind them of how many sentences they have. So it's five to 10 in the expectation explanation, the overview box for the whole project. Remember their assignments are in these pages. The overview box just shows what the whole project is. Those are not the assignments. These are the assignments with the little diamonds and the letters and the bold font letters. So outline your before and after, Scrooge and another character paragraphs following these steps. And then they highlight that, and then they circle all the steps. And um, then I have them highlight or write how many sentences they're supposed to do. So like in a mixed class, I might have, okay, now don't forget basic students, you're doing five to seven. Extension students, you're doing 10 to 12, you know, or eight to 10, depending on the levels in the class. So they would just pin that in right there. And they will not plan to put in a thesis statement and a thesis statement reloaded because they want, we want their descriptions and their contrasting words and sentences to speak for themselves. All right, and then they write. Okay, so this ought to give you a lot of valuable content that you can use to teach your kids to write. The, um, I, I missed this right up here uh, that after they've written, because this does not have a checklist challenge, 95%, maybe even 97 or 98% of my projects have checklist challenges. When they are these kinds of before and after, we had another two paragraph that was, um, uh, hold on, what was that two paragraph that we just did? Um, first one was how to get out. The second one was two points of view. So two points of view, two characters um, with two points of view of the same thing. So that was two paragraphs. So sometimes when we do these extremely, what I would call advanced writing, Right, with only a couple of paragraphs and very, very exact things that have to have have to be put in both paragraphs, then we don't bother with the checklist challenge because that would alter it, right? And we don't want them to alter it because they have purposely done these contrasting words, these contrasting sentence structures and so forth. All right, so C5 is in lieu of a checklist challenge. It says, after you've written this essay or as you outline, you can write and plan, you can plan for it. Add the following, three contrasting words, and one contrasting sentence structure. And then we have our students, um, I, it's just me now, I'm the only teacher now, my son is a nurse now, um, and my other son is a pastor now, so it's just me. Um, so label the things you added or found in C5 in your essay to help your teacher find them easily. Okay, so we have them do that so that it is easier for us to find them. Oh, that was a lot, right? And I was afraid I was gonna run out of time. So I went a little too fast, but guys, you can even, suppose you wanted to do a before and after um, about a different character. I'm just at a loss for words, maybe Alice in Wonderland after she goes through something, after, before they go through something, after they go through something, oh, I know what another one is. Or maybe that was just a, one of the students wrote um, a, um, yeah, this is one of my books. I just don't know which book. I have 50,000 pages. Um, hmm. I can't remember which book it's in, but this is another idea after you've used this one is to do like a before and after 
Um, like I said before, like somebody is on a reality show, like a singing show or something, somebody else um, or in one of our books, it has a sample where somebody is on the ice, um, the first and happy and a figure skater and doing all of the tricks and everything. And then the next paragraph has that same person getting back on the ice after they had fallen and broken up their leg or something. And just like how they gingerly got on compared with how they just, you know, just really, uh, 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 flowed across the whole floor, you know, the, the whole ice. It was just very, very, very good. So that is another thing that you can do is how is somebody different after they've gone through something, right? So in that case, you know, like maybe losing or winning a reality show or um, before and after an accident. So one of the students did a before and after they were thrown off of a horse and how they interacted with the horse. So many great ideas. My students are so creative. I mean, wow, they just they just inspire me all the time. All right, so let's go to your back matter here. And I hope your book is cleaner than this one. And I hope that when it was made into a PDF, it did not um, get all wrecked like that did, but I'm sorry about that. All right, so here we are on the free products related to this episode. I don't really have this before and after as a freebie other than what you have in here. So I just put the checklist challenge here and then write for a month Mowgli four and write for a month Peter Pan five because those are the upper level freebies. This uh, four is like eighth, ninth, tenth. Five is um, 10, 11, 12. So those are freebies that are available at the blog when you sign up, languagearcityblog.com. All right. And so these are digital products that might be something that you would use uh, that um, if they like this that you might like. We have uh, before and after. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know my assistant did that. I never let anybody put a B and then a four um, for before. <laughs> I, have a, I have a qualm with that. Okay, anyway, it's funny that it's there because young people do it all the time, right? But I just never do that. All right, so before and after Beast, um, when he was the Beast and then it was when, they, when he was the Prince, we have a lot of twice told tales. Guys, these twice told tales are fantastic. Um, these are just for the um, eighth through 12th graders. So we have Beauty and the Beast. We have, um, oh, there's a character analysis of a Beauty and Beast character. That's a good one too. We have the Fir Tree. We have Christmas Carol. We have Gift of the Magi. We have Dumbo, Alice in Wonderland, Pinocchio. Those are all just the um, Twice Told Tale projects. We're getting these up as fast as we can at Teachers Pay Teachers as individual products. And the whole books will be at Language Arts Lady. All right. And then there are other things here that might interest your creative writer, like this character analysis that I just described. Also, um, there's some re research reports. These are really fun. A, a research report that is about something from Bell's word, World. So we're talking about, you know, the Parisian time period at that time and a re report about it. Um, a lot of my kids really like that one. One aspect of the story of the gift of Magi, the Magi. So they could talk about the author, they could talk about the effect of the book, they could talk about the time period, just so many, I've had so many good assignments off of this, it's really great. Um, three movie quotes, that's a fun one. Uh, these are three, um, three movie quotes that came from animal movies, I think. Um, three ways fairy tales help kids, I love that essay. Um, the history of one fairy tale, that's a research report. This is really good. Oh, I did that, didn't I? Three ways to survive in the jungle. I did that last week in 34. Um, Predator and Prey, that's a really good one. Here's a Mowgli. Okay, here's a Mowgli before and after. 
Um, so I forgot about that one. And then a character analysis of Mowgli. Oh, there's more. Okay. So anyway, lots and lots and lots of great assignments to uh, help your kids with creative writing. All right. And these are the products that would have more like the creative writings that are uh, our meaningful composition books. These are one semester long. They used to be print, but now they are downloadable. So they are available at the Character Ink store and they are um, character-based, uh, faith-based writing books. They still, you know, they have some things in it that are not, you know, like Peter Pan and all of the things that I just described, but they also have um, some scriptural things and some uh, character-based things and some missionary things and stuff like that. So, and they are one semester long and you print them yourself at home. And so you can print them out as you use them. And these are the ones that would have creative uh, writing assignments in them. All right, you can create a class. I can teach your whole co-op, right? Your whole co-op, your whole neighborhood. Um, and you can moderate there and I'll be on Zoom and that would just be great fun. And you can hire a teacher. My husband teaches online and in person uh, individual courses. Like if somebody just brings their math book, I want you to be the math teacher for my son. Um, and that happens a lot actually with homeschoolers here. It's really nice to have a, a class taken off your plate like that. And then we also have private tutoring. So this can either be remediation or it can be help with homework. So he um, does uh, everything from first grade through 12th grade. He actually has two college students even. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining me. It has been a pleasure to bring you How I Teach uh, with Language Arts Lady. I'm so excited for you to join me and to try some of these free materials that you'll find in your um, in your uh, packets, your weekly teacher's notebooks. Thanks a lot.